The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. How are you, Nicole? Oh, I'm really not great. I've been so unwell. How are you? Also rather under the weather. It's a perfect week then, isn't it, to be addressing the topic of self-care when you're sick. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkorn. And this is Self-Care Club. So this week was supposed to be our Halloween special. It was supposed to be spooky. And then we both got sick. Which was a bit spooky. At the same time. Which is spooky. Yeah. 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 And quite ironic because we are not people who are unwell. No. I mean, we're very, very rarely ill. It also takes a lot to admit that I'm unwell. And me too. Great. suffer on through. (laughs) So there we both were feeling just crap and stuck at home and then unable to go about our club business as usual. So with freshers flu running riot through the universities, back to school coughs and colds in every classroom and people are still suffering with COVID, there is a lot of illness going around. Mm. The pandemic meant 18 months without our usual exposure to germs, causing our immunity as a population to hit an all-time low, having been stuck indoors in lockdown for so long. This means that an illness we would usually brush off like the common cold is striking with a vengeance. It's even been dubbed by the press as the worst cold ever. The worst cold ever. So they say. I didn't have it, but I do know a few people that did. There has never been a better time to take the opportunity to explore practicing self-care when you are unwell. When you get sick, whether it's a minor cold or something more severe, you might feel like you've got less energy to practice self-care. But it can also be a time when you need self-care the most. Yes. Even rest and recovery is a critical part of self-care. And your usual self-care routine might look a little bit different when you're sick, like swapping in some extra sleep instead of going to your nail appointment. But that's okay. All forms of self-care are important. I think this goes back to what we talk about quite a lot on the show which is that self-care changes all the time. Yes, depending on your needs in the moment. Yeah, it changes every day, every minute. And so this is a really great practice to get into in asking yourself, right, what do I need right now? Yes. I think that was what is so brilliant about this week, even if I do say so myself. If you are feeling under the weather, then self-care when you're sick is so important, especially if you're a mum. There are small people that depend on you and need you to be back to yourself as soon as possible. You need to take proper care of yourself so you can feel better quickly. Regardless of how dreadful you are feeling, there are still responsibilities, school runs and meals to make. This is a great example of why self-care needs to be a priority. And if you've got to go to work and you've got deadlines, all of it, you've just got to get better as quickly as you can. If you do make it a priority to get plenty of rest and take good care of yourself, you will feel a lot better sooner than if you just power through and still try to do all of the things that you normally do. Yes, Lauren Mishkon. Are you listening? Listening, trying to take it in. Did I actually apply it to myself? We'll find out later. But you know, not everybody has kids and we don't all have the luxury of having someone else there to take care of us. In fact, even more of us than ever are living alone without a partner or a spouse or even a roommate. So when a cold virus or a bug does take hold with nobody around, it is up to you to use your common sense and fight back on your own. 
All illnesses are different. So depending on what you have, your needs are going to vary. Also, of course, it's very important to say at the top of the show that we're not doctors or medical professionals. So this podcast and the advice given is not meant to be substituted for medical advice. We are Jewish mothers, though. We are. So we do sort know of it, like doctors. It, yes. Dockers, as my husband says. Dockers. We're yes. the next version down. We are. We are. But please always contact your actual doctor or an actual medical professional for any symptoms that are worrying and cannot easily be treated at home. But what we're going to share with you today is some of the things that helped us feel better faster in the hope that they might help you too. At the top of the list is the most annoying one for us women, rest. Yes. Obvious and yet one that we do love to ignore. One of the most important ways to engage in self-care when you're sick is to make sure that you get plenty of rest. Sleep is the body's magical healing time. Whether it's putting your feet up on the couch or holding up in bed, prioritize rest. This also includes mental rest. Give your mind a break and relax. We don't mind if you are up to binging a show that you love, if it takes your mind off feeling unwell, even just for a little bit. Yes. Secondly, listen to your body. It's very important to pay attention to what your body is trying to tell you. If you feel tired, you need to rest more. If you're hungry, eat something. If you can't stomach the thought of food, don't eat something, just drink something. Your body is telling you to focus energy on fighting whatever you have instead of digesting food. Your body, if you listen carefully to it, will always tell you what you need. It's an incredible piece of machinery that always has your back. Yes. And we ignore it so much of the time. Yeah. And if I'd have listened to my body quicker, Mm. I probably would have gotten better quicker. Stay hydrated. You're always hydrated. You're the most hydrated person I know. Am I? You're like a cucumber. You're at least 87% (laughs) water. I've been called many things in my life. I'm like a prune. But not a cucumber. I'm like a raisin. (laughs) You don't look like a raisin, which is what's so annoying about it. (laughs) But inside, I'm like a raisin. (laughs) Listen, it is important to stay hydrated, Laura Mishkoy. It is. I know know you know, but you don't practice it. I even wrote this. So You do. I know you wrote it, but you don't fucking practice it. I don't. Why? 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 Are we going there again? We are. Every episode we're talking about hydration. Because it's an important, it's one of the pillars of health. I don't like drinking. Right. I don't like the volume of liquid. I don't like the sensation. I just don't like it. I like eating. But you know it's really, really good for you. I know it's really good. You're all right drinking a glass of wine or a coffee. Yeah, I'm all right with that. So you're all right with that liquid? Alcohol and coffee's fine. Just not clear liquid. No. Right, okay. Gin's clear liquid. It is. <laughs> it is clear liquid. Is it clear if you'd like to stick a lemon in it and a... Yeah, still clear, even with tonic. Yeah, it is clear. Yeah, but it's not what I meant. I know. It could be hard to stay hydrated when you're ill, especially if you're Lauren Mishkon or <laughs> nauseous, but getting lots of fluids into you is essential for flushing toxins out of your body. Lauren, you actually wrote this. I know. <laughs> I just want to point out how hypocritical this is. And I did live it. I did. <laughs> do as I week. say, not no, as I no, do. No, no, I really drank a lot of liquid. Oh, did you? Yeah, a lot. If you do find it hard to stay hydrated, like our friend to my left, try sipping regularly and just making sure you have a drink beside you at all times. Did you do that? I, I, I was so thirsty. Oh, that is listening to your body. I know. <laughs> Lovely. It all comes together. You yeah. see. Try herbal teas as well as water, as well as being soothing to a sore throat and relaxing. Herbal tea has many health benefits and the steam is good for you too if you are congested. Also listen to our show on matcha yes. that we released a few weeks ago because that is so good for you. Peppermint is great for an unsettled stomach or nausea and chamomile is good for soothing. Mm. Ask for help. <gasps> 
if you don't know how to ask for help or it's something that makes you feel awkward, then all you have to do is go back and listen to last week's podcast, which was literally about exactly that. I feel like this is using all of our podcasts. Do you feel like everything ties into everything else in a beautiful sort of symbiotic yeah. podcast? Bow. Bow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's all coming together. I've noticed that since we started season two. Have mm. you? Yes. Everything links yeah. like a chain. Some would call that self-care and wellness. Oh, they would. It all links back to itself, doesn't it? So it's always worth repeating because we do need to be told these things a lot. Well, let's repeat that again. There's no shame in asking for help. No. Ask your partner, your friends, your parents to give you a hand. You would do the same. You told me that it didn't count if I asked my parents because I sent you a snapshot of a text message when I asked my dad to pick the kids up for me because I couldn't, I just couldn't. And I snapshotted it to you. I sent it to you and I said, look, asking for help with an exclamation mark. And you said, doesn't count because it's Tony. Yeah, because you, Tony, your mum, your sister, I count you as one. You're one entity. Right. I was still asking. So it's like, it's not a stretch because it's like asking yourself. You know what I mean? That's what I meant. But to the listener. Yeah, to the listener. Asking your parents is like, yes, asking for help. But not for me. Not for you, because (laughs) you are one moving, living body together. Okay. You work work together, your family. You like pull together and do everything together. We do, that's right. We do. Also, after asking for help, do the absolute minimum. Shall I repeat it? Repeat it. Do the absolute minimum. When you're sick, your body needs rest so it can focus its energy on getting better. The more energy you put towards doing other things, the less you will have to fight off whatever it is that's making you sick. If you have kids, there are still things that just need to get done. So only do those things and put everything else on the back burner. Don't beat yourself up about it either. That is a big part of it. Yeah. Don't feel guilty yeah. for getting the rest and taking it easy. Everyone wants and needs you to get better as soon as possible. So just focus on that. Self-care is always important to incorporate into your daily routine, but it's even more important to engage in it when you're sick. Yes. You can also try some alternative remedies. Probiotics, vitamin supplements, especially vitamin C are all good. You could also try a steam, not of your vagina, but of your face (laughs) or of your vagina if you feel like it. Or try some homeopathy or aromatherapy. If that isn't doing it for you, please take meds. That's what they're there for. And seek medical help I if necessary. I was just about to say, also go to the doctor. Yes, like if you're not getting better, absolutely. go to the doctor. There are a whole host of remedies to alleviate most symptoms of common illness. So speak to your pharmacist for the most appropriate one or see a GP if you feel that you may need antibiotics or that it's something you can't easily manage at home with over-the-counter remedies. And that also goes back to listening to your body. Yes doesn't it? Because you know your body better than any doctor. You know if you are not getting better. And I think a lot of the time you go to the GP and they're like, look, we'll just see how it goes. We won't give you an antibiotic yet. But I think if you're at the point where you're really, really unwell, you have to be a little bit pushy. A little sometimes. Sometimes you know your body a bit better. The other one, Mm -hmm. practice letting go. Yes. Leave the laundry, order a takeaway. Let your kids have screen time and most importantly, do not feel guilty about this or waste time beating yourself up for not cooking organic quinoa that night and making an autumn leaf collage as an afternoon activity. I have never done that. I have. Of course you have. (laughs) Of course you have. Conca collecting. Did you? Of course. Let it all slide. Needs must and sometimes the priority is you. Yeah. 
and pamper yourself. It's taken us over a year, but we are finally going to pull the old bubble bath for self-care card. Finally, we've never done that before, Nicole, but we're pulling it today. Have a lovely soak. Get cosy. If you're unwell, you might as well make the most of it. So be comfortable. Wear soft, comfy clothes, get a warm blanket and a pillow on the sofa, or just snuggle in your bed and relax. I think basically just do you. Yeah. Right? Lastly, one of the most important self-care ideas to do when you are feeling sick is just, (laughs) this is my worst one. I I know it is. That's why I put it here. (laughs) Be patient with yourself. Yes. Recovery takes time. Once you start feeling better, it can take a little while to get back to your full self and being completely you and running on all cylinders. Yeah. So look, this was obviously a very strange week for us and we usually plan the week that we are going into and it doesn't happen by accident. So to ask how did we feel going into the week isn't really, it feels like a bit of a weird Weird question. question. Yeah. So should we talk about what happened and how this all came about? Yes. So we are we are very rarely ill, very rarely. Yes. I'm literally never ill. I mean, so, have I ever been ill since you've known me? Uh, Once? I don't think so. No. 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 I have. I had COVID. You had COVID. Fair enough. Yeah, I haven't really been ill since then. But you I? weren't really like really ill. I mean, you were ill, but it was like, yeah, I'm ill. Then a few days later, yeah, I'm feeling better now. Yeah. You, you, there was no, there's no drama about it. There's no malingering. I'd oh, say. oh, 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 my husband would disagree. I don't think you're a malingerer. Well, he thinks I am. Well, you're not. Thank you. Will you tell him that? I'd gladly tell him that. (laughs) So normally what happens is on a Monday, after we've recorded, we discuss what we're doing for the next week. And we we have pretty much backed up the next four or five shows, don't we? So we pretty much know what we're doing. So we just discuss whether we want to make any changes to that. And Monday came around and we didn't know what we were doing because we were both not feeling well. Tuesday came around, didn't it? And then Mm. Wednesday came around Mm. and we were like, what are we going to do for next week? Because we can't really do much because we're not feeling well. We were really feeling rotten. And actually, you were feeling rotten at our last recording. After we finished recording, you were like, hmm, I don't feel right. My face hurts. I'm going to go to the doctor. And I had not been feeling well already for... You'd been ill for weeks. I had been ill already for like a good 10 days or something. We were just not in a good way. No. So we had to stick with our truth. What do you always say? Live in your truth. (laughs) I was like, we're going to live in our truth. Yeah. We're going to scrap Halloween. We haven't got the gumption this week to do our Halloween practice. So we're going to be ill. We're ill together. We have to do the practice together. What a great opportunity. Talk about making lemonade from lemons. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. And actually, I think this is a really important show. And one that may never come around again. It, I hope it doesn't Considering come Considering how healthy we are. I hope, <laughs> me, how healthy I am, which is why I get so pissed off when I'm ill. I hope it never comes around again. Obviously, we're going to be sick at other points, but yeah. I think this is just an important piece to have in our library so that when the listener is feeling sick, they can revert to this. I totally agree. And there is so much illness going around at the moment. Well, no, one, no one's been out of the house. So all of last winter, we were all locked up. Yeah. So no one's got any immunity yeah. now. Yeah. So should we start with what our illnesses were briefly because we don't need to go into it massively but and then we I'd love to get on with your week. Hmm. I'll start mine. <laughs> yeah. I'll, mine's quick and easy. I had shingles. I have shingles. Yeah. So it has knocked me for six. Yeah. And I'm feeling a lot better today as of today. Yes, but you're definitely not quite 100% better. No, I'm not 100% better. No. I'm taking, I'm, I'm doing all of these things. I'm very proud that you are because you are so impatient when you're not firing on all cylinders. I, I, you I, can't stand it. I can't stand. 
I can't stand it. And also, because I really look after myself, it, it drives me nuts when I get unwell because I yeah. just think it is so unfair. And it's so boring. It's so boring. But it's also your body's way of telling you you need to stop for yeah. one minute. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're travelling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. This week we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. Well, I, I got a sore throat that came on literally just over, just within an hour. I felt fine one hour and the next hour I had a raging sore throat and it just wouldn't go away. And then it developed into like a full-blown cold and then a really bad cold yeah the worst cold the world's worst cold yeah the world's worst cold. and then that morphed into this and then you had to get the pcr and you had to do loads of lateral so many i must have done about six lateral flows and then i went and did a pcr because i was so convinced because then it turned into a cough right and the cough was just you had all the covid symptoms yeah i'm surprised you've got a nose left i know so (laughs) i um yeah did a lot of covid tests and that's been going on for well over two and a half weeks. So Coming come up on. to three weeks. Let's, go, let's hear your week. Okay, so um, in our week of asking for help, I actually, that was that was the week I got, I started to get unwell. It was the day of the party. 
And I I didn't seek medical help and then ended up needing medical help. So that was a bit of an error on my part, I'd just like to say. Why didn't you seek medical help? Because... Because you really well, weren't well. Because there is absolutely fuck all you can do for a common cold and sore throat. I took everything over the counter, and did everything. It, did it just feel like a common cold? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It did. Oh, I've got a little uh, voice note for you. Mm, I don't feel well. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> My son has given me his cold. I've got a raging sore throat. <laughs> cold and I just feel miserable <laughs> and I need help. This is how unwell I feel. I'm having a matcha latte by choice. <laughs> like by choice for the honey. I need help. I need help with the children. I need help. Oh my God. That was a, a an exceptional piece of audio. I've never heard those noises come out of your mouth and I've never heard you say, I need help. Help. I could not even look at coffee, alcohol, forget it. My throat was so sore. I was so thirsty all the time. I just needed constant liquids, constant liquids. So I had. What do you think your body's telling you there? Hydrate. Oh, please (laughs) hydrate me. (laughs) And if you don't hydrate me, you're going to get a raging infection. So I had. had loads of matcha lattes with honey and the honey was really soothing for the throat and just water, water, water all day long. Yeah, it's just... So how long Fucking that... boring. It just was so fucking boring. Yes. I can't tell you. Yeah, but you kind of carried on as well because the, the problem is with having a common cold... This isn't... No, no is, one cares. No one cares. <laughs> yeah. And also you feel so shit. Yeah, you do. You feel so shitty. Yeah, but you do. But everyone's like, well, it's a cold. So yeah. just basically yeah. truck on. Yeah, truck on. There's no sympathy in Here's a another cold. a little recording for you. <clears throat> I'm oh. still I'm still bloody coughing. God, this is boring. Uh, I'm taking my niece shopping today. If I am totally, totally honest, I don't really feel up to it, but there is a bit of a time pressure because I've promised to get her a dress for a special party she's going to and I don't want to let her down. So I'm just going to take a load of paracetamol and pull my shit together and take her out. Did it help the paracetamol? Yeah. All so the, how, how many days is this now? What oh day my is God, this? I was like 10, 11 days into you know, that this That is now. carrying on for a long time. Yes. And then my mum kept saying, you know, you've been ill for really, it's like your body can't shake this off. What's going on? I, was like, I don't know. It's just like everyone's got it. But I just wasn't getting better. Something wasn't right. Then, Nicole. Oh dear. Then my vagina got sick. How do you, what, what do, I, I don't know what that, what is that, What? <laughs> What do you mean? How do you know when your vagina's sick? It was really, really unhappy. What does unhappy mean? It was telling me. It was giving me signs. What signs? I do you know what? I don't, like- wanna, don't really want to go into them in too much detail, <laughs> but it was very obvious that it was very unwell. So I started Googling like or like itchy or No, like bad, bad stuff. Oh. Bad bad stuff. It was just bad stuff. So I started Googling. I just felt the need to hold my nose all of a sudden. It's just Everything was bad. So I started Googling like, can a cold and cough virus go to your vagina? (laughs) And the answer is, yes, it can. Yes, it can. It can affect like your natural bacteria. How do you reckon James is doing in the production booth over there? Oh, he's got a thumbs up. James, it's going to get so much worse than this. I can't even tell you. Um, So I I Googled my life away and and I found out. Doesn't no one ever told you, right? Don't. 
hit Google. Go to the doctor, well, Laura Mishcon. Go. You it, are. You I are one of, of my most sensible, I know. grounded I know. friends. I know. Why were you not going to the fucking doctor? Because well, I have never said to myself, my vagina feels really can I unhappy. Can I finish? Okay. I just. I feel very protected. Okay. Well, I. I did a bit of Googling and then I found something called BV. Oh, dear Lord. It's called like bacterial vaginosis or something. It's, it's, it sounds hideous. And I, I'm very blessed in that I have done 43 years with never so much as a cystitis, thrush, STD. This has never happened to me. So I was pretty like fucking horrified that I may have this. And I went and got some vagina-friendly probiotics immediately. And um, I thought, okay, this is what I've got. Maybe it was my turn so to have something wrong. Didn't go to the doctor. No, I'm I'll trusting. just sort it out. I'll, I'll, sort just, it out. I'll just trust Google. I'll just trust Google. I'll sort it out. So take Josh to football. Can I just say, yeah. if I had going to get so much worse, Nicole, I can't even tell If you. I had come to you yeah. with this raging cough, cold, yeah. been going on for 10 days. Yeah. And then I said to you, because you're probably the only person I would say it to, by yeah. the way, I think my vagina is really unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not well. Yeah. Would you have told me to please do? phone your gynecologist? Yeah, yeah. So I take Josh to football, and we get home, and I go upstairs, and I'm like, "Oh my god, there's something in my vagina." <laughs> what do you mean? There's something like what do you mean? I can feel something there. Like, oh my god, I think I'm having like a vaginal prolapse. Like something is wrong. Like something was falling out. Something of your was vagina. yeah. Something was like so wrong. I fr- I freaked. What did it feel like? A, a like weight? a weight in there. Like suddenly what the fuck so I go upstairs to my bathroom lock the door I'm like okay whatever this is I'm gonna have to just deal with it sort it out deal with it put my hand there a tampon fell out (gasps) Nicole I had not had my period for 12 days (gasps) now James looks like he might pass out I know I know James I, I know Hold on. Right. For listeners who may not be, you know, aware of sanitary protection rules and regulations, how often does one change a tampon? Every few hours. Every few hours. Not 12 days. You know, so, you know that's really dangerous. No shit, Sherlock. That's like having a foreign body in your... I mean, that is that is seriously well, dangerous. How many videos did we watch as teenagers about not dying of toxic shock syndrome by forgetting to change your tampon at night? How many videos? Like... So many. But also, also, yeah, you're like... In the vagina business. Yeah. Right. What yeah. the actual fuck? Yeah. So I then think back and think back and I get my, my period tracking app out and my diary out and thinking, how, how, how have I managed to fuck this up so royally? And I realised that it was the time when I did that 32-hour birth and then I had my party and I think I was just so distracted and rushed and exhausted. I must have just finished my period. Maybe I put two in and took one out and that one was still there. Don't know. But, uh, but, but it was just, I had no idea it was there. So I then... Also, yeah. not to kick a man when he's down, yeah. but you have completely gone against all of the suggestions in this week's practice. Oh, yeah. And so you haven't done that. And now practice. at this point, I then re-Google, what are the symptoms of <laughs> sepsis? Apart from obviously sepsis. death. So we're now on sepsis. We've right. gone from beaver. Well, was it beaver? No, BV. BV. <laughs> <laughs> it's beaver related, but it's called uh, my bee, beaver. My had BV. beaver. Yeah, I then start googling sepsis. What are the symptoms? A cough, not feeling well, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like, Please tell me you went to the doctor. 
I I got in my car. I didn't go to the doctor because it was Sunday. I went to the walk-in A&E, like immediately, because I then think, right, I have now been sort of subconsciously trying to kill myself for the best part of two weeks. And I am so horrified. So I just I just said to Ollie... You know, we haven't got time for you to be dead. I know. There's no time for me to oh, be dead. I'd be so upset. So I said to Ollie... I've had a tampon in for 12 days. It's just like, I've just delivered it. In the loop. <laughs> and I now have to go to the hospital because I think I might... Congratulations, here's your fourth child. Because <laughs> I think I might have sepsis. And if I do have sepsis, I'll probably die. He was so angry. Oh my God, he was so furious with me. Like fuming with me. So... I'm not surprised. I go off to A&E and I'm, you know, quite mortified to have to tell this story. Anyway, the nurse, basically she was like, Joanna Lumley, I can't even tell you. She was amazing. I said, look, I've been a bit of a dick. I have been wearing tampons for many, many decades. And yet I've managed to leave one in for 12 days. Oh, darling, darling, it's so easily done. Don't worry about it. I was like, well, I'm a little bit worried about it because I think I might have given myself sepsis. Toxic shock syndrome. Darling, if you had sepsis, you'd be long dead by now or you would at least have lost a limb. I was like, oh, okay, that's reassuring. (laughs) Did you then check your body? No, two arms, two legs, we're good. So she was like, tell me, darling, when it came out, was it f- absolutely foul? I was like, I, oh my god! I was like, oh god, I don't, oh I don't, oh god, I don't want to oh talk god, about it. Oh I don't want to talk about oh it. Oh my god! She went right. I, I. The thing is, darling, if it had just been one or two days, then we could just pack you off home with some antibiotics. But you know, ten to twelve days, bit dangerous. So we'd better ring the, the, you know, local hospital. So she rings the gynae ward of the local hospital. Who basically like want me in for bloods swabs and IV antibiotics as an inpatient. I was like, listen, I don't have time for this shit. Seriously, like I'm I'm not dying. I'm clearly not dying. Here I am. I'm all right. So See, went, this is where you're annoying. But I'm with no, a nurse. No, I'm with a nurse. No, I'm in a hospital. No, no. This is where you are going against the practice, Why? against everything that you've written. Because you're like, no, I'm fine. The don't second worry. it was out, I can't tell you how much better I felt. Like <laughs> the second it came out, I was like, oh, that's why I've been feeling so shit and can't get better because I've got a foreign infected body in my body and I can't get better. Anyway, she phoned them up. She went, I've got a very robust, very sensible 43-year-old here. Can we just send her home? She's all right. Blah, 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 blah. No signs of infection, no temperature. Anyway, they packed me off with these. Did you have an infe- uh, a temperature? No, I didn't. I actually had no signs of infection. So she packed me off home with the most hideous, hardcore <laughs> penicillin antibiotics. And I'm, I'm apologising because you're going to feel bloody terrible. These are like domestos. But, you know, this is what you've got to do. All right. Keep an eye. Keep an eye on yourself. Take your temperature. Check for signs of infection. Anything else goes straight in And she told me something <laughs> so interesting. You've gone from Joanna Lumley to like... She was amazing. She was amazing. <laughs> but can I tell you just a medical fact so interesting that I did not know till this happened to me. She said, do you know the most common sign of sepsis? I was like, Dropping dead. (laughs) Losing a limb. No. The most common sign of sepsis is feeling of impending doom. She said, if someone comes in and they say to me, I honestly feel like I'm going to die. She said, even if they have a temperature up by a 0.1 of a percent, I send them directly to the intensive care unit because I know they have sepsis. You can smell it. I was like, whoa. 
She said, if you go home and you have any feelings of impending doom, you will go straight to A&E. Did you know that? <laughs> How amazing is that? Uh, no. It's, like, you're, it's like your body knows. It's like your mind knows. <laughs> James is now pissing himself. Of course I didn't fucking know that. But did don't I, you think... Did you know that? But don't this, you is, think this is turned very dark. But don't you think that's clever that your body knows, like, this is so serious, it knows you're going to die? Can we get back to whether you've actually followed the week's practice or not? Well, have you? Yes. Well, which parts have you followed? I made well, my, I'm going to go through okay. them. I'm I'm going, I'll tell you what no, I did. I'm going through them. No, and we're going through them step by step. Oh my God. Did you rest? A little, a little. Did you listen to your body? Yes, because I knew there was something I wasn't getting better quick enough. Okay. Did you stay hydrated? Yes. Did you ask for help? I had to at some point. Well, who and when? Well, medical help, eh? B, Ollie did some school runs. Only, you only asked for medical help. Because I thought I was going to die. When you realised you might have toxic shock syndrome. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you do the absolute minimum? No, you didn't. Don't even answer. Did you try <laughs> alternative remedies? Yes, you did. Did you take medication and seek medical help yes. if necessary? Yes, I did. Mm, only at the last minute. Did you pamper yourself? No. No. Did you practice letting go? Did you not do the laundry? Did you order takeaway? I did the laundry. I did order takeaway that night when I got home from A&E. You did order takeaway? Yeah. Well done. Thanks. Um, so you did a couple of them. I made myself some very nourishing soup mm. on one of the days. Mm. I didn't take the dog out one day because I felt so shit. But this was my sort of main thought while all this was going on. My main and only thought was like, how... Sad and tragic for Ollie. Imagine if he was like at a party. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. Imagine if he's like at a party in a year's time and, and to explain some, how and you died. And says to him like, oh, you were widowed so young. What happened to your wonderful wife? And instead of like being able to give her some glamorous like demise, he has to say, stupid twat forgot to take her tampon out and died of toxic shock. And I kept thinking, how mortifying for poor Ollie. And your kids. Like to have to say, and, and they'll all say, but she was in the vagina business. <laughs> How could she have done that? She was a doula. And I was so embarrassed. So I told my friend this and she was like, honestly, don't worry. If you do die of sepsis in the next few days, I will make sure that it is not mentioned in any obituary. I will just spin some story about some sort of very glamorous disease. I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciated that. This went to a dark place. Mm. You went to a dark place. There's some dark shit going on. Impending doom. I didn't have impending doom because I didn't have sepsis. Thank fuck. <laughs> Good to know though. So if you take anything away from this podcast, forget pampering yourself. Just if you feel impending doom, <laughs> go, go straight to, a to A&E. Don't go to the doctor. Go to <laughs> and that, Nicole, that's my very, very special once in a lifetime week. How are you feeling now? Oh my God, so much better. Yep. But that was probably the removal of the tampon rather <laughs> yeah, than you think? the actual self-care <laughs> <think>? steps. <laughs> <laughs> now, the best bit is, did you know that? Did you know that? That little uh, hack I about sepsis. absolutely fascinating. I love things like that. <laughs> anyway, please, please tell me all about your shingles. I can't, ma- I can't match up to that. Thank God you can't match up to that complete idiocy. Look, I'm not going to sit here and discuss how ill I felt. You were really ill. I was really, really... You cancelled work. I've cancelled two days of work. That's just... I've never known that to happen. Apart from when COVID was in, happening and you had to lock down. Cancelled two days of work. Yeah. Yeah, I, there was no way I could work. And then I did work one day 
And it completely knocked me. The next day, I was completely out. Yeah. So shingles is not funny. Shingles no. really needs, you really need to implement self-care. Yeah. So I'm going to go through. Yeah. I am basically yeah. Yeah. getting an A star. Come on. This week. Yeah. Because I yeah. have actually followed yeah. this week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with a voice note. Okay. So... I've had two days pretty much lying on the couch, chilling out, doing all the things that we've spoken about, allowing myself to be ill, which I didn't have much choice. I kind of had to let go of everything. Today, I've got to take my daughter somewhere this morning. So I don't necessarily feel better, but I took my painkillers first thing this morning. I'm up. I've washed my hair. I'm going to attempt to (coughs) blow dry my hair. I'm going to get dressed. And I have to say, it is lifting my mood a little bit. I mean, yesterday it was not an option. But today, yeah, it's. I think it's helping. Plus my puppy. My puppy's helped me throughout. Oh, my puppy. She was just the most delicious part of it all. She kept you company. She literally sat most of the time on my chest. She just did not leave me alone. She was the best thing in the whole world. Okay, so let's just put a pin in that for a minute because that's something that I really have thought about a lot this week about when, the the listening to your body part. Mm. When do you need to rest and Mm. when do you actually need to sort of push yourself a little bit, get up, get dressed and make yourself feel a bit better? Yeah. And I think there's a very fine balance of that. Yeah. Because you don't want to, look, I'm not one to sit around anyway. You're really not. (laughs) But I also knew when it was time to sort of write, okay, come on, you really need to get up and go for a 10-minute 10 mi- 10 walk, 20-minute yeah. walk. Okay, I binged lots of TV. Come on, what did you binge? Firefly Lane. Oh, I gave you that gift. You did. I, it's the best gift I could ever have given And I've you. given it to my mum. It's such a show. It is fabulous. Yeah. Um, Real Housewives. Which series? I've caught up on Potomac, Salt Lake City, and I'm now halfway through Beverly Hills. Well, you've really, you've really I've had binged a lot. I've Housewives. had a lot of time in bed. Yeah. I watched Untold, Bruce Jenner. Mm-hmm. That was ab- Caitlyn Jenner, sorry. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. Really interesting mm-hmm. story. The Spice Girls documentary, have you watched that? Yes, I did watch that. Absolutely brilliant. Made me weep. I was very weepy this week. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's near death that for imp- you. Is that, is that impending, impending doom? <laughs> if it is, I think we need to stop <laughs> <It's> recording. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> I slept loads. I completely let go of the household chores, completely, completely, for like good. a good three days. Oh I my just, God. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't yeah. get caught up in it because the minute I do one thing... It leaves, it's like a, it's like a domino effect, Yeah, it's it? a total domino effect and then you can't leave anything no. and then you're doing it for like two yeah. hours. So I just left the whole thing. I avoided crappy food mm. as much as it was easier just to grab a packet of crisps yeah. or I knew that that was not going to help me. So I really did try and eat as well as I could. Adam was cooking for me. There was one day on Saturday where I could not even get out of bed. Mm. And he did really, he made me soup and he was great. Mm. I asked for help. Good. I have literally ticked every box. Well done. My mum made me chicken soup. Great. My dad picked up the kids. Great. I know you say it doesn't no, count, no, but it, it does. As, it was help. Totally counts. Yeah. And my husband was away. Yeah. He was on a work trip yeah. for the first time since... March 2020. I mean, pick your pick your moments. Can you believe it? And then when he got back, he totally sort of picked up everything else. He was absolutely great. So I did do all the steps. Mm-hmm. I'm still on the road to recovery. You, you're definitely not quite yourself. Not quite. Not yet. No, no, I'm definitely but you're not. better than you were. Listen, I'm here. You're here. You know, two days ago, there was no way I was going to be here. Yeah. So I think there is a fine balance as to what I said in my voice recording as to when it's time to get up 
wash your hair, mm. blow dry it, yeah. put some makeup yeah. on. And when it's time to rest. Yeah. And I think it's quite hard to know that. It is. But also when you have something like a cough and cold that's gone on for the best part of three weeks, I can't, I cannot shut my life down for three weeks. I had to go and see clients and you know what? They offered me the meeting via Zoom and I declined. Why? Because I didn't feel it was giving them my best service. I was like, no, I need to be, I physically need to be there in person because that's the service I'm providing is to be with you and I'm going to be with you. And you know what? That will be what I do today and then I'll do nothing else for the rest of the day. And I went and it was like a 20 mile round trip in the car because I live really far away and it knackered me out. But I kind of felt like I needed to because how long can you indulge in a cough and cold and, you know, there's only so long. But that's how I feel about shingles, right? How, how long can I indulge this? How long can I sit on my couch? How many Real Housewives episodes mm. can I watch? I mean, Listen, the answer you is like many. a year's worth. <laughs> many. Yeah. yeah, but after Beverly Hills, I'm completely out. Anyway, <laughs> side note. So yes, how long can I indulge this? But that can run through my mind all the time. And I've got this, this complete like devil on my shoulder telling me that I'm being lazy. Yeah. And it's terrible. Yeah. And actually, I chose not to listen to that this time because I am the least lazy person. Yeah. But I just could not get it together. Yeah. But then yesterday in the morning, I felt a bit better, got dressed, took the dog for a walk for an hour and came home and went to bed for the rest of the afternoon. Very good. Yeah. Excellent. But it's hard to know when to push and when to rest. You have to just listen to your body. Sometimes a bit of fresh air actually does you the world of good. Well, it's never, ever going to do, do you harm, is it? No. Should we summarise? Please. Lauren Mishcon, what did you learn? I learned about <laughs> learned quite a lot about sepsis and how to avoid it. I learned to go back to using the moon cup. <laughs> That's what I learned. How about that? Did you one? learn anything about yourself in terms of how you relate to being ill? I just I'm a very, very impatient patient. Yes. I get very cross and very bored and very frustrated and I do not like to be ill. I am never ill. I am not a sickly ill person and I just have zero tolerance for it. So I find it very hard to lean into that and just go, okay, I accept. I am not well. And also I kind of like to just fix shit unless I can't fix it and then go and get medical advice. And so I'm obviously very glad I did seek medical advice and that's very important. And I just like to reiterate that. (laughs) <laughs> and also perhaps not to follow in your footsteps and go and seek medical advice a little earlier yeah maybe a little earlier maybe pre, like four days earlier pre-impending doom when you start to see things happening that just shouldn't be going on in your body yeah sort that just out just go to the doctor immediately listen it's hard to get a doctor's appointment at the moment it's, do you know what I couldn't get one with my GP because it was a Sunday and actually even in the week it's impossible. And I did call 111 and I held for 27 minutes and then they hung up on me. <gasps> so that was why I ended up at, at the walk-in A&E, which well, I have to did. say it's the most fantastic place. Just to circle back, did you actually take your medication? Yes, I did. All of it? Every single day of it, three times a day. And I felt horrendous, oh. exhausted, nauseous, wiped out shit and every time I took another one and felt even worse I was like but this is good because now I won't die of an infection thank god for antibiotics <laughs> I took them with gratitude listen this week has been very revealing yeah. I think it's very telling 
how we are when we're sick and when we're not ourselves. Yeah. Because they're all the things that we are uncomfortable with. Rest, asking for help, having to just be still, not be productive. All of the things that I pretty much fear. Letting people down, cancelling arrangements. All of it. Yeah. All of that. So did anything work for you? Just just allowing myself to be ill worked mm-hmm. for me. Asking my parents to pick the kids up even though there's a bloody petrol shortage. You know, I felt really guilty about that. Yeah. But what could I what can I do? So my parents are lovely and they're very supportive so it was totally fine. Yes. But not letting myself get into that dialogue of you are lazy, get up. Yeah. And just ignoring that and just letting my body do what it needs to do because there was one day that day where I had to pick my daughter up. Yeah. Um, to take her somewhere. And then I went out in the evening with you because yeah. we had a show book. We really shouldn't have gone either of us. We were not our best. But I felt okay. Yeah. I did feel okay. Yeah. And then that that was it. The next two days I was completely finished. Yeah. So really, really, really what I learned, mm. listen to your body because it always knows what is best. Yes. I've also put under what did you learn that I have learned that I seem to have a permanent need to function. And by the way, it's okay if, you, if you're if you not. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you anything less than who you are. It's because you're a human being. Yes. And we're all functioning all different levels all the time. We have to. Can't be high functioning all the time. We can't. But I think I do feel that need to like, truck on, truck on, truck on. Unless, you know, you are dying. <laughs> Which I nearly did, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Did you not also learn to... <laughs> how, how much more beating oneself up can we do around this no, I, mean, no, I don't want you to beat yourself up I, you know what I also learnt to yeah. stop feeling guilty for being sick well look not your fault that you've got shingles not my fault that I had a sore throat a cough and a cold the rest of it was self-inflicted so I you know I have to slightly berate myself for that you don't it. actually a have little. to you know why? How will that because help? Because it was fucking stupid. Yes, it was fucking stupid. But how's it going to help by beating yourself it's up It's not going it? to help. But, and it also shows that I was extremely overtired, overwrought, knackered. It had been a big week that week. And I made an error. Is self-care when you're sick coming in the club? Yes, it is. Well, I don't think it's optional. It has to come in the club. It has to come in the club. Please. And there's also, be kind to yourself. Be kind. Kinder. Just, no, I'll be kinder. You just need to be kind. (laughs) Okay, that's the difference. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. We hope you take something away from that. And if you are sick at some point, then we hope that this has been helpful. We will be back on Friday with our epilogue show. In the meantime, come check us out over Instagram at selfcareclubpod. And please go write us a review because we like to read those out on the epilogue shows over at Apple Podcasts. Take care, look after yourselves and be kind. Bye-bye.